Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Michters. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how are you doing today? Not too bad. I mean, I'm trying to enjoy the weather today. You know, it seems like it's the first day where we haven't had some form of rain here in Cincinnati in right. like the last week and a half. It's a gorgeous October afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of funny because this is not for all of our regular listeners and of course for um, the, the new ones as well this is not the first time we've done an episode about Victor's no. it's almost almost to the date been a year since we did I think we're off by like a week, uh, that, a we week did, yeah. we, that we did Mictors uh, last time around so we actually got a, a special bottle of Mictors here that we wanted to, to sample so this will be a little bit shorter of an episode we're kind of going to do a quick uh, run through you know kind of refresh of, of the distillery yeah. and everything uh, but so we're excited because this is a very rare special bottle. Uh, not the rarest, of course, but you know we're we're kind of building tougher up the, to find bottle. Yeah, we're building up the collection a little bit, and we're also excited because to this week and next week we're both we're, you know we're going to review and, and talk about distilleries that we're actually going to be going to yeah uh, in the very near future here. We're we're hoping to get into here because uh you know obviously you can elaborate a bit more, but. Uh, if you want, John, but we're going to be uh, going to Louisville, you know, late spring for uh, someone's bachelor party. Yep. So we'll be trying to visit at least a few different distilleries down there. Yep. Late spring, St. Patrick's Day weekend of next year. Uh, me, you, and a group of some awesome guys are going to be heading down to Louisville for, for my bachelor party where I'm getting married, uh, tie on the knot, getting hitched, you know, whatever other, you know, expressions there are out there about yeah. getting married um so we're gonna hit up a couple of distilleries get a steak dinner uh just hang out at the house we, we, we airbnb in a big house in downtown louisville and uh or it's just it's gonna be a blast man we i have it's a it's a really great group of guys and um yeah. i've never been to a i mean i've been to new riff uh but other than new riff i've never been to like a professional distillery and we're gonna yeah. hit michter's or you know the plan is to hit michter's angels envy um rabbit hole which we're gonna rev- do next week and uh, Old Forest Store. Yeah. Old Forest One or two other distilleries. Maybe yeah. one other if we can fit it in. But yeah, absolutely. at least those four. So I think that the house is a half, the house is a block away from Angel's Envy Distillery. That'll it's be like a lot five, of fun. Four or five blocks from Rabbit Hole. Um, there's a Jeff, we're big, I'm a big Cincinnati guy, obviously. There's a Jeff Ruby Steakhouse down there in Louisville. I can't wait to hit up. So that that's, uh, we're all really, we just booked this like a week ago. Um, so we're obviously, I'm really excited about it. Uh, Andy's really excited about it. And uh, we're excited about drinking this whiskey today. So Andy, dive, let's dive in. Let's tell the folks everything they need to know. Give them a little refresher on everything they need to know about Michter's. Of course. So uh, as, if you want to hear the full history, I'm going to, of um, Mictors, at least as we discussed it, a go back and listen to episode eight. I think Cosby Damned yep. was the episode. Yep. Uh, I know it was at least episode eight. Early October of 2020. Yeah. Um, but as a brief refresher, um, kind of on that episode, uh, Mictors, as we know it today, was founded in the 1950s, uh, originally not in downtown Louisville, rather just near Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Um, although now their main location, at least, uh, the Fort Nelson Distillery, is in downtown. Um, probably like a block or less from the Louisville Slugger Museum. Yeah. 
Um, just a few blocks from the Jeffrey Steakhouse that we're going to yeah. go to. All that fun stuff. It's not far from uh, the. Mo- it's kind of if you're looking at the, the map where you know it's you, close to Old Forester. It's towards the left if you're looking like north south. If you're looking at you're looking at the map, yeah. and it's kind of at the end of Whiskey Row there. Yeah, yeah it's one of the further ones down, but uh, it's a it's a pretty cool location. I'm excited. Yeah, to see it's it. very. It's I've actually been a. Uh, I was there a couple of years ago, not at uh, Mictors, but visiting some other distilleries right. in the area on Whiskey Row, and it's very close, very cool area. Michter, it's the Mictors Fort Nelson Distillery, of course. Uh, it's you know very urban. It's like in a like red brick building in downtown yeah. Louisville. Yep, pretty cool. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's very close to the Ohio River there. Probably a couple blocks away from it, but still close there. Yeah, uh, and of course it's. Technically, if you want to be get technical like two and uh, OCD about it, you know it's the uh, official starting point of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Oh, perfect! Um, I love them. that. So uh, the whole so the Bourbon Trail that's the first location on it. That's what they consider the first, as I understand gotcha. it, at least the the that's what they consider the official starting point. Although, yeah. you, of course, you can start at any distillery if you're going to you know complete the little passport booklet that they have yeah. you don't have to start there to get the booklet and have it complete gotcha they just consider that the start of it very cool um and it's something that you know mictors can trace its history all the way back um even though as we know it it started in the f- 1950s uh you know you can trace it 200 years prior to that uh all the way back to the 1750s um pennsylvania with Shanks Distillery. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, they've had a whole bunch of, obviously, Shanks to Mictors. Um, had a bunch of different name changes. Um, and, you know, some of their legacy whiskeys that they have are, you know, now being similar to what Buffalo Trace does um, with some of their stuff being named after these historic distillery names. Um, and it was something that they weren't i think they were originally when they reopened or brought back everything out of retirement the brand out of retirement in the 50s i think they were i want to say named themselves bombbargers maybe i don't i don't remember the original name that they started with in the 1950s but they officially brought the mictor's name out of retirement in the the 1990s gotcha um to now what it is today, you know, 30-ish years on. Didn't they say that, uh, like, George Washington used Michters to, like, help heat up his soul, like, to help keep his soldiers warm or I, I something think so. along like, those lines? Yeah, like, the of course, his... it wasn't the Michters we know today. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know if that mash, the mash bill and everything they do is right. how historically accurate it is, but I think it was something that the historical brand George Washington used during the Revolutionary War to, you know, kind of... He at least had purchased a few barrels to help, you know, keep them uh, warm, keep them imbibed um, during the war, kind of keep their fighting spirit up, whatever you want to call it, during the war, kind of keep them going. Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, of course, have that have that um, history, at, at least alleged history to them. Um. And, you know, the process, just a brief history of the process, you know, that they do, at least now, uh, you know, it all starts, starts with a mash bill of 79% corn, 11% rye, and 10% malted barley, uh, you know, that gets 
uh, mashed down and then distilled into um, and fermented into the whiskey, the new age whiskey as we know it, and then put into uh, barrels that are first toasted, then charred, um, which is something that, you know, if at least a few other distilleries have a in the uh, bourbon and American whiskey um, scene have a trend of doing this. But I think they were one of the first ones to kind of really do that. Uh, Michter's was. Gotcha. And then, you know, they aged that new age whiskey, bourbon whiskey, in, um, or American whiskey in those barrels for at least eight years. Um, you know, entering the barrel at 103 proof, which is... A little bit costlier because you have to do a whole bunch of stuff up front and it might not yield as much in end product. But, um, you know, having tried several of their different products now, at least a few of them, uh, yields a very good product in my opinion. Uh, Very good bourbon and American whiskey in my opinion. Um, But, of course, prior to bottling it, they chill filter the whiskey after it's left the barrel. Um and heat cycle the barrels during aging to try and get some of the heat exchange, you know, that you get, or at least a more even heat exchange um, during the aging process in each of their warehouses to try and get a more, even before they might blend any of their bourbons and American whiskeys into some of the standard products that you can see to try and get a more consistent whiskey uh, flavor-wise. And, of course, this goes into a whole bunch of different um, whiskeys that they do. You know, the straight rise in bourbons, their American whiskey, and their sour mash whiskey. But then, of course, they have a whole bunch of different um, limited runs. You know, like the 10-year rye and bourbons, the 20-year bourbon, 25-year rye and bourbon, which, I forget, was it the 25-year or the 20-year bourbon that uh, was made famous by Billions? Uh, I'm not sure. So Billions, they really have featured a, like a litany of of the uh, Michter's bottles in them. So I think they've drank everything from like the regular American whiskey all the way up to the 25 year. Oh, okay. In it. Yeah. So okay. like there's so they because they're rich and they're billionaires, they tend to go towards they the pricier that. ones, like the 20 and 25 year ones. But uh, they've done even like just like the regular American as well. Okay. And so then, whoever runs that show is a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And, of course, they have some um, other limited releases they do, you know, like barrel finishing, barrel strengths. Um, and the one we'll be trying today is the barrel strength rye, correct? That is correct. The barrel strength uh, uh, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. Uh, it's the yellow, or I should say the green label um, for, uh, for, for the Michter's bottle. This one comes in at 111.6 proof. Well, that's good. Definitely. Sounds fun. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, I think on the first one we did the the straight rye, we did the bourbon, we did the American. Yeah, uh, those were the three. Yep. At least two of those three we tried on the first episode. So oh, we now did, we're we did all. I remember we did all three. Okay. So um, uh, yeah. So now we're trying the barrel strength rye, um, and we'll have to do the. You know, we'll have to get our hands on the sour mash and the. If we we'll can find more of the, them, the, we'll... the toasted barrel rye one day. Um, but yep. we'll, we'll we'll hit them all because we're of course big makers <laughs> fans and. Maybe when we're down there, we'll even be able to get our hand. Maybe get I'll buy a ten-year bourbon or something. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy, a, you know, splurge a little bit on my bachelor party and buy a nice bottle from Victor's. We'll, we'll have yeah. to see what they got available there. Of course, yeah. But without further ado, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into the tastings. Yeah. All right, folks. Now that we got a glass of the Victor's Barrel Strength Rye poured, we're going to go ahead and do the tasting. As always, we're going to start with the nose. You know what? I think we forgot what something something else we oh, needed that's right. to do first. Cheers. Cheers. Sir. Salute. 
a little bit more richer and complex than a standard rye or even like the standard mixers that we tried before. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it, it kind of walks the tightrope. It's not too aggressive, but it lets you know it's there. Yeah. I think for 111, it's, um, it has a rye, like a distinct rye note to the nose, but yeah. it's also not like in your face for that no, high proof. It's not super aggressive. It was, there's one we had done recently that we were kind of saying the same thing that uh, even like the Kings County Distillery, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not that one, but them included that it's not super aggressive, but it lets you know it's there for being barrel proof. I'm getting some of the barrel char to the the notes on the yeah. nose. What are are there any like anything you're I'm, picking up on it? I'm kind of getting some like dark fruits in there. Um, yes, chocolatey notes a little bit. Um, yeah. Just more complex notes that like that than you would get over a standard rye or uh, bourbon. But like it's, it's almost su- like a, a s'more that's been left out on the, the campfire too long. It's like a burnt s'more. A little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. Kind of like the burned sugars in there. I'm yeah. kind of getting that. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks, let's give it a taste. I think the palate is a lot sharper than the nose. Uh-huh. I think it's still relatively smooth for for a rye and for a rye at this high proofage, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not does for not, the faint of heart, though. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, but it definitely does not drink like a typical rye or typical barrel strength whiskey. It's bold. Lots of flavors. Yeah. This is a great, um, this is almost like a wintry uh, whiskey for me. Like if yeah. it's like a really cold night, this is kind of what I would want to drink to like warm myself up. Yeah. Kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me like if, uh, I don't remember which chapter you have of it, but the, uh, if the midwinter night strain oh, yeah, that you yeah. have was a, um, I want to say chapter eight, maybe it is, it, Might is, be chapter it eight. is a rye. Oh, it is? It's a mixture of rye, actually. Okay. So, yeah, I agree. But I 100% agree. It, it really reminds does me remind a lot. Me. Like, some of the, yeah. at least on the palate, some of the complexity there reminds me of that. Very, very rich. Very complex. I think it's very compl- It's a very bold, yeah. complex, flavorful whiskey. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it. It's it's good sipping. Uh, I think, you know, it would be best, if I had to say it, probably best neat. Maybe if you're going to put it in a cocktail, put it in a cocktail. But you got to find something that it can make it really stand up. I agree. To a it. lot of um, pretty long finish, I think. A lot of spice and oak yeah. in the finish. It's, it yeah. really lasts. Stays Those with last you the longest while. to me too. I would say, uh, to normally, I would say if you're putting ice or a, a mixer into a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, you're a monster. I would it not. It might be I too expensive rec- for that. But I would not recommend it. Uh, I think the regular uh, rye would be is really good for a mixing. Uh, If you want to have a special occasion cocktail. Oh, special occasion. Yeah. You better... So I would say it's good for a cocktail if you know how to make cocktails. Yeah. Like if If you really know what you're doing, I think it would be good for it because it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. All right, folks. That's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you uh, you get your podcast, you listen to your podcast. Make sure you please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. I guess you could even give us a lower review if you think we need some, some, uh, you know, to improve on some things, but just let us know what we can, uh, you know, work on. But we, of course, uh, we appreciate the five-star reviews especially. Uh, Make sure you share it on social media. We we love your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.